for brands, especially for small brands, I totally recommend that at all times, your last 12 posts represent all of your brand. So you can actually make a list of 12 and they don't need to be different. Let's say you're a restaurant. Maybe six of them are their, your food. Mm -hmm. But every other, it's like a sign in front of your restaurant, someone from the staff, ingredients. So the other aspects that you want to show about your brand, those 12 posts should be a mix of that. I think that is a really good, and that, again, that's a content strategy as well. Hot breath. We are back. We are back. Welcome back. You know what time it is. Hot breath. Ugh, that old familiar sound is back. Welcome back, all my hot brethren and sistren. We took a week off for July 4th, but I hope you had a good celebration and enjoyed some of the other interviews I've been Featured on Epic Briefs podcast here in Atlanta, Marietta Stories podcast here in Atlanta, the ATL Film Chat here in Atlanta. You know, ATL Pods is what the movement is. And my guest is a big part of getting more integrated locally. My guest today, some of you may have never even heard this podcast before, and you're like, why do I care? I just want to hear the guest. Well, my name is Joel Byers. I am your host here of Hot Breath. This is episode 91, so if you enjoy this one, I would love for you to go and review the catalog of so many other interviews, all in the name of educating and entertaining. So thank you for taking the time. I know how valuable that is. Thank you for taking your time to join me today, sitting down to hang out with my guest, Manu. Manu Muraro, a social media guru. That's what you need to know. This lady runs your social team uh, Instagram account, but she is so much, so much, so much more than that. She was so generous with her time. You'll hear in the interview, I'm like, I feel bad we keep going. You know, we go over an hour and she just keeps dropping all this knowledge. And I, I was like, okay, we can wrap it up. She's like, well, one more. But one more, here's one more hack. This, a lot of you may have first listened to me when I interviewed Alyssa Fagan from ATL Bucket List and how we discussed how she built her account to over 100,000 followers in under two years. Well, now this is a more in-depth, like nuts and bolts. Like, okay, what's a good photo tip? What about, this is the message I'm trying to send. How can I achieve that? What are some good hacks in Instagram? What are good techniques you find to be most useful for you. So many, so many gems. I really recommend you get a pen and paper and just take notes on this one. I am super proud of this interview. Ugh, I really just want to get right to it. So let's get to the interview with Manu Muraro. If you enjoy this, please shout me out, share it to anybody on social media that you think could benefit from this. And hopefully I'll see you at my comedy show I host every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. If you're listening to this the week of posting this interview, which will be like July, let's see, it'll be July 10th is when this one is dropping. That Wednesday, 
July 12th will be the six-year anniversary of my show at Java Monkey Indicator. I would love to have you out there. And seriously, it's a, it's a local movement. You know, I'm starting to interview more people that are making waves here in Atlanta. I've interviewed some from here that have moved away since, but I'm really starting to get into the mode of like, okay, who's the mover and shakers? Who are the influencers in this city? And what can my listeners learn from them? So if there's somebody that comes to mind when you hear that, please feel free to shout me out, Joel Byers Comedy on all social media or at Hot Breath Pod on all social media or my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. I really want this to become an interactive experience. I feel like in the first 90 episodes, it's been me posting episodes and being like, here's some really good content I think you'll enjoy. But now I would love your feedback because that'll really help us really grow stronger and grow together. Aww. So yeah, if you guys are interested, hopefully I'll see you this Wednesday, July 12th. I had a dope poster made by Comedy Artwork for the event, so this will be a fun time for all. And it's free, so hashtag pull up, hashtag ATL, hashtag let's get to the hot breath episode. So now you know. There's only thing one left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath. I, you've been doing podcasts with forever, Manu. Right? It's been a couple of years. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I. Yeah, that makes while, sense. Yeah. That's what I mentioned. So did you just like go and buy the equipment? When did you buy the fancy equipment? Yeah, well, I, I did my research. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to make These sure. These are beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love. I want I, pictures with them. <laughs> <laughs> I can set up my camera too to take of the two of us because I can make it. Um, I can control it through the phone. Oh my gosh! So we can. So pro- cool. We should probably yeah. do that because that would be really cool. I love these mics. They're serious. Like this is the. You like the microphone? So cool. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I invested in microphones because. You should, because that's what matters, right? Yep. I know that guy. He's my husband. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he works out of here too. He works out of Switch Arts. But too? he has his office upstairs. I just do the part-time membership, and I have. Oh wow! I just use the bottom. Like this place is so. Isn't cool. it great? Yeah. Plus, there's free octane coffee. It's the best. I felt. I felt so. I had to get like a code for the gate, and then I had there had to be another it's code to get exclusive. in the building. That's why they call it Downtown Club. Oh, I, I <laughs> feel so privileged. Do yes. I need? Uh, if you want to wear headphones, oh, you can. Not yours. Yeah, those are mine. Yeah. Oh, these are. Yours. Those are yours for today. But uh, one thing I always like, you know, I'm, I'm big on quality. And I that's think that a, makes such a big difference. It does. And that's something I noticed with podcasts is that a lot of them are the quality is horrendous. Yeah. And the questions I, can be horrendous. I've been trying to focus social media is something I've just been trying to make a huge, a effort, huge yeah. effort into because I just I keep hearing how powerful it can be mm-hmm. and how it really is. It's kind of like the Wild West at this point. Yeah. As far as like people getting in and people actually starting to make a mm-hmm. living off of it and really creating their own success from it. Mm-hmm. So that's why sitting down with Alyssa from ATL Bucket List and now that interview was a little more it was a little more broad social media in general. Mm-hmm. But with you, I want to get the I want to get oh, I want to get to the nuts and bolts <laughs> oh of my everything. Gosh. I'm glad you said bolts after that. <laughs> Yeah, you're a natural. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I thought you were perfect as well. Not only because of your experience building the King of Pops social media brand, mm-hmm. but also your experience with Cartoon Network. Yeah, working there over 15 years. So, yeah. me being a comedian, 
I feel like you, you can appreciate that. Yeah, and you understand like not only like marketing, but also like comedy and how the two worlds can combine. Yeah, and also a lot of entertainment because yeah. you don't need to be funny to provide good entertainment. And Alisa is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. She's adorable, very smart, not funny. <laughs> and she was, she'll be the first one to tell you this. Of course, this. yeah. But she's providing entertainment. So like, you know, she's providing value too because she's giving you really cool information that mm -hmm. will help your day to day in Atlanta. Yeah. But she's also providing entertainment. So you look at great pictures of food or places and, you know what I mean? And you hear some details about it and what is the best thing to get in that place. And so it's super entertaining. So it's I think, a, like, yeah, yeah, I think the entertainment aspect to it is a lot of what brands are missing. Yeah. And that's what I think as a comedian. Because I, you know, I only I have under 3,000 followers and I'm really putting a lot of energy into it. But then I'll see dogs that have 100,000 followers and I'm like, well, they're what cuter. am I doing? Uh, you're cute, but they're much cuter. <laughs> I mean, can you sit on command and shake? Like, well, ask you can my just wife. shake whenever yeah. you want. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. But um, no, I think um, it's different for brands than it is for personal even mm -hmm. if now they're becoming their own personal brands, it's very different. The engagement you're going to have. And also, like, if you want to get into the little nuts and bolts, yeah. um, the first advice I give is, like, don't even look at your number of followers. And it might be the opposite of what anyone would say mm -hmm. or what your instincts would tell you to do when you get to social media. But if you just focus on followers, you're doing something wrong and you're putting your energy in the wrong place because that changes all the time as well. Um, you are a podcast. It's a niche. It's a different public. You don't need everybody in Atlanta to listen to you and everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. You don't need numbers. You need people that are interested in what you're doing. So, like, I, I'm a social media company, and, I okay, I started four months ago, but still I have, like, 700 followers. That's very little. I never once followed someone just so they would follow me back. I follow people that I think are going to give me good content and good information and something I like looking at. And maybe you follow someone too, and then when you see them on their feed, you're like, well, actually, actually not really the right audience for this, and you kind of follow them, and that's fine. Like some people think that's like a seventh, you know, that's a... <laughs> it's rude or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's very natural. Like it, you're zapping through channels on your TV, that's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly so, a good way to look at it. Yeah. So, like, you get the content that works for you. Doesn't mean that that, you know, movie isn't great or that news show isn't great, but it's just not for you. You're not the right audience. And if you're not the right audience, you're also not helping them by looking at it. So it's much more about the size. It's much more about the quality of what people are putting out there and having the right followers than it is about numbers. And sure, I'm sure that people would still look at some of the brands or some of the influencers and be like, oh, they have 5,000, why don't they have 50? Uh, it, if a person understands social media, they will look at the quality of your followers and they'll mm -hmm. look how many people you follow. Because if you follow 5,000 people and you have 6,000 followers, that means nothing. <laughs> I mean, not that it does, doesn't mean anything, but you clearly just got all those followers by following people. And if you are sending a promotional message at one point, which you shouldn't be doing at all times, but when you do it, 
those 6,000 people are not going to be the right people to listen to it. They're going to be people that fly, blindly followed you back. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it's much more important. Even when brands are looking at influencers, like I tell them, you don't need to have the person with 200,000 people. If you're looking for um, young man in the Atlanta area, like that's what you need. That it, it, it can be 2,000 people. And if they, that's what they are, it's more important than someone that has 100,000 followers. So just yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, when people are just like going follower crazy. Yeah. You will see their engagement is way down. And it really can vary in a lot of things will dictate the engagement you have. A lot of it is good content. Okay. But if you have the right followers, your engagement's gonna be much higher. What are can you break down some of the ways to increase engagement? Yeah. Um Basically, all I'm going to talk about can increase engagement. So that's okay. why, like, sometimes it's kind of funny. Like, when I do my workshop, sometimes I have one part of the workshop that is, like, things you can do to raise engagement. But I'm, I'm kind of, like, stopping saying that because the whole thing is to raise engagement. Mm-hmm. So the first one is good quality content. Things that look good with copy that makes sense and hopefully original. If you can make people laugh so you're lucky in that sense, mm-hmm. like, even better. Um, you have to provide value and entertainment at all times, either combined, hopefully, but also if it's one or the other, that's fine too. That's why I give so many tips about social media on my channel. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, how do I help these brands? They don't need to ever be my clients. Hopefully they'll come to a workshop one day, but maybe they won't. And hopefully someone from, I don't know, California or South Dakota is following me and they're getting some good tips too. So it's just that kind of trying to provide inter- valuable information that will help people that are, you know, that's mm-hmm. why you, you get engagement. Because I'm like, this is a tip. And then people are like, oh, how you do that? And it's kind of funny because I know that you did a GIF. I did. After, after your I post about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. And then I got another. I got two more. So one was a girl that said, oh, not a, not a GIF, but she's like, after she tagged the other podcast that was in the cake shop podcast yeah, yeah. and she's like i don't even know where she's from i don't think she's from atlanta she's like look i was inspired by your social team and cake shop podcast and i made this time lapse video of me making this cake so cool so it was yeah. so cool and then yesterday another girl that came to my workshop um ashley she has like some yoga studios she's awesome and she said she tagged me too and she's like i did my first gift and i was like yes <laughs> it just makes my day it's so cool it's got to feel good yeah yeah so that's why like giving good content yeah, okay. definitely will raise your engagement mm-hmm. that's for sure and then the other things it's like i was jokingly telling a friend of mine about the anatomy of a post yes you yes. know what i mean please like a post is not complete until you do all these steps and people think that a post is complete once you click send and, a, and write whatever copy in there and just pick a photo. Um, first of all, photos are not all there are in the world mm-hmm. to be posted. I get it that it's easier, so it's fine. It's still the bulk, but people should not forget videos. They should not forget that your freaking phone has a time-lapse <laughs> capability and it has a slow-motion capability. You can also download the silly boomerang, which shouldn't be all you do, but a boomerang here and there, it's well lit. It yeah. looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the slow motion is very cool. The 
time lapse is awesome. Like if you post a picture of like a wide shot of a event, right? It's not gonna look that good. Your phone is tiny. You see like little dots of people. There might be a picture that looks really good if it's professional, but I usually focus on local small brands like you and I. Yeah. And that photo is not gonna do much to you if you take it over your phone, and most of the time, unless it's a really beautiful setup. If instead of that, you buy a little tripod on Amazon, and I know we talked about it. Yeah, and I've done. I did. I totally got one. (laughs) So if you do that and you put it in a corner of the room and you just see people moving around, like you do a three-minute time lapse of that, like you cannot stop watching that stuff. Mm -hmm. It looks really nice. Yeah. And you get the video engagement, which is much higher than a photo. I've noticed that yes, in a little bit I'm experimenting in the boomerangs too. Yeah. You will yeah, you will get less likes. It's natural, but you'll get more views, and those views are very valuable. Mm. So it's it, it gets way more impressions and engagement. So totally worth doing that, and that's on your phone for free, you know. Um, boomerangs, like you said. So I sometimes when I talk about videos, people are like, Oh yeah, we're producing this one video. I'm like, no, forget about that. Like I don't expect you guys, I mean, great, if you're producing a video, that's perfect. Put them on your website, put them on your social. But when I talk about videos for Instagram, I think of, like, you can have the video hacks, right? Uh-huh. Like, making a GIF out of photos is a video hack. Like, I made a GIF of the Made with Soul in Atlanta sign outside of Switchyards here where we are. And I literally took one picture of that sign, edited it in a way that one was lighter than the other, Put the two in a GIF, and it looks like the sign is lit up. Oh, that's I'll so I'll show cool. it to you. It was the most yeah. simple thing I could ever come up with, mm-hmm. and it took me a second to do. So those are little hacks, and that post will get the video engagement. Hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not about like getting a company to produce, because I think small businesses sometimes get overwhelmed about thinking that, I'm trying to create my product here, and you tell me I need videos, so I need to hire. I don't have budget, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's just being creative, and even like existing gifts you can use some good ones like i have some accounts i use some good ones and they get good engagement like if you use them in a funny way like out of context usually you know um they work well for you so you can just download the giphy app or whatever like there's a lot of ways that you can get the gifts on on apps um Search for a gift with some kind of, if you're, I don't know, it's a Monday and you're you're like, oh, tired puppy. You know what I mean? And <laughs> oh, you, right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they actually look good on your content because you can find some that are colorful, even though the gifts are usually lower quality. There's a style. So I think sometimes they do look good in your content mix. Like you just choose a different color than your last post, you know. Mm-hmm. And the only trick is that Instagram needs videos to be at least three seconds long. Ah. And a lot of gifts are not. I noticed so that. So you just yeah. kind of have to look sometimes for more than one, you know, yeah. find one that is slightly longer. But it, that also gets the video kind of engagement. I've noticed some of my most popular posts have been ones that I've curated from other accounts, which yeah, is like kind of depressing though. But No, that, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. Is that good? Yes, because you are, first of all, it's great content out there. Um, when you tap into other accounts, it's not just like, oh, we are not able to create better content than other people. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, like, if you're a comedian and a guy who does a podcast, yeah, someone else is creating better content than you. That's not your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And that's fine. And that's my job. And some people are creating better content than me because they have, like, you know, really badass photographer on, on staff or whatever. Right. 
that's totally fine. The other thing that is another advantage of using this generated user-generated content is that you're also tapping to their audience. Hmm. And a lot of times they come and they see you and they engage with you. If you use it properly, they will be happy about it because you're spreading the word. There is a right way to do it, though. And um, can we get into it now? No, yeah, please. Because cool. <laughs> I, mean, I remember you did a little post about it. Yeah. I love because people do it wrong all the time. Yeah, so... Actually, like I saw this post that's speaking of user-generated content. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all the <laughs> topics that I put on my workshops or that I tell my clients. Um, except there was one extra one that I'm like, oh, that's a good point. But I, I haven't thought of it because it doesn't really apply to me much. Mm-hmm. But um, this guy, Matt Crump, who has this really cool Instagram feed, and he created the Candy Minimal. That is mm-hmm. a hashtag, is a training hashtag that... It's basically like landscapes, minimalistic landscapes with a candy color filter. Oh, so he okay. edits his photos. They're very cool. And actually the app, the editing app, A Color Story, yeah. that I totally recommend. It's yeah, a really posted. fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has one of these candy minimal filters. Hmm. So it's kind of fun. I don't love filters, but the ones in A Color Story, you can go from zero to, to 100. So you can, you, sometimes you use 10% of a filter and it doesn't look like you're picture came from Mars. Right. So it's a cool way to, you know, and Mm -hmm. you can add some like light and and stuff. It's it's a great app. So he was the one who posted about how to use user generated, like he he was calling it regram. It's much, much sexier way to say user generated content. (laughs) So he's like, this is how you actually regram properly. Mm -hmm. And he was being pretty mild about it because he didn't even say direct message the person asking for permission, which... Sometimes, to be completely honest, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I always like credit them so clearly, like at the beginning of the post. Yeah, or yeah. it's like it can be on the bottom of your caption, but if your caption is short. Mm-hmm. But um, he said this these things. He said, and I always say that too: do not alter uh, content from anyone else in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. Do not crop. Do not put a filter on it. Do not do anything to alter their content if you feel like you need to alter you probably shouldn't use it Um, because it may be great content that doesn't match your visual identity and that's fine don't use it you can also mention it in the story if it's something cool about it that you really want to mention because that's not in your feed compromising your look Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah in stories you can be a little more lax about that so do not change their craft at all tag them very properly not just on the photo but on the captions just put photo i usually use the photo the camera Mm. emoji colon Mm -hmm. so and so and he doesn't say that but i add that if you see that post let's say that i use one of the candy minimal photos and i do on the end of my post photo candy minimal if someone reposts that what i recommend is that you also mention the person who posted where you found it Hmm. so i usually say photo colon candy minimal via your social team I think the more credit you give to people, the better. First, you're a decent person. And second, it brings engagement to you. Right. Because you're involving, like, you're creating a, a community in social media, which is so important. Like, um, I always, I was telling a story that I posted a picture of the mural out here from um, Switchyards. It's the one that says Atlanta isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's a Ryan Gravel. Uh, I think it's Gravel, how you pronounce his last name, um, that said that line. And there's two artists 
that painted that wall. And I did an album and I used user-generated content from two different accounts. I tagged all these five people, plus Sweet Charts, plus Downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And like, that's already like seven likes for my photo. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. And it's just the right thing to do. Like everybody forgets the artists. You know, everybody would just tag the place. They're taking the picture and they're forgetting the artists. They're like struggling to get their name out and to make a living out of art, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So it's super important to really give as much credit to people as you can. Um, and that's not just a selfless thing. It's It helps you as well. So definitely give the credit properly, not just the photo. I actually tag on the photo as well because I think that also adds... Um, it's more visibility that you get when mm -hmm. people are tagging on the photo and they get visibility out of it too. So I just think it's good practice. Always tag location. I've just Sorry, started but I'm, doing that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm kind of like moving away from talking about the user-generated content, right? Oh, please, but I'm, um, I'm with you though. We'll finish on that. Then it's like, <laughs> don't alter, credit the heck out of them Okay. all. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the other thing he said that I didn't think of too much, which makes total sense, is that don't use that content to sell your stuff. Oh, okay. He says like, and it's kind of funny because I DM him and I'm like, hey, I just used one of your pictures to talk about this hack. And he's like, no, that does not apply at all. Like, you're fine. Mm -hmm. You did it perfectly. He's like, it's just sometimes brands will just get your photo and use it on their ads. And like, you should never do that. You know, like if you use that, use that because it's beautiful, because you're offering entertainment and value to people. They're seeing something cool that you're exposing them to. That should be enough reason for you to do it. You can, you're selling posts or your promotions or your paid social, you can choose one original photo you have mm -hmm. and not use, you know, third party stuff. Yeah, because there's a big difference between somebody liking or reposting, but then somebody actually, like let's say I host a show, mm -hmm. there's, one, there's one way of getting people to like the photo, but another to get people to actually attend the show. Like yes. with King of Pops, you did the free yoga that started with like yes. 30 people and it built up to like 700. Yes. So how did you build that kind so, of physical reaction? Um, when, when you have a physical event out that people can attend, mm -hmm. Facebook events is really great, especially if it's in a area of town, you know. Um, the trick with Facebook events is that now there's a limit to how many people you, should, you can invite. So make sure you're inviting the key people and they can help spread the word and their friends will see it because if you just start inviting everybody you'll get to a point that you didn't reach people that live in that area or whatever mm -hmm. and you cannot invite anymore you can only invite your friends so even if i was doing it for king of pops event i could only invite my personal friends so then what i did is i said to the whole company like you go in and invite all your friends that you think would like this and it was a lot of pushing. So it was a lot of one-on-one actually inviting people because Facebook is really hard for brands. But the events are great because whoever you invite get that notification. And every time people click interested or going, all their friends get notified. Oh, so okay. it's a really good like snowball thing with the Facebook events. So that's partially how I literally sat there and I invited hundreds of my friends mm. who lived in the area and who would like that kind of event. Um, then they did the same. And then the other people in the company did the same. So it kind of snowballed that way. We were literally telling everybody who came to the window shop at King of Pops about the event. When we went to Pond City Market and the bar there, we're telling everybody. So it's a lot of like 
word of mouth and one-on-one, like just reminding people. Even like when I started doing my workshops, of course, that's a much smaller thing, but I literally messaged people one-on-one and said, hey, I'm doing this. You might be interested because you have this small business, you know, and this is also good because it gives you an excuse to have to tell people what you're doing now. Right. You know, so it's just community. It's networking. Mm-hmm. So the King of Pops Yoga, of course, like it was a great event. It was free. Mm-hmm. That helps. It was a lot yeah. of fun and people like yoga and it was very, uh, everybody could come. So you didn't have to have a skill level or anything. And um, King of Pops also has a nice reach and they have a nice um, brand that people want to be part of. So that obviously doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a lot of like getting the word out. So you need to have channels to get the word out and use those channels. Like when you're small, you use partners. Like you have to always be careful with collaborations too. And that's not only a social media thing, but it's like, I don't know. If I came to Alisa from ATL Bucket List, who's been doing this forever and worked really hard on her account and has 110,000 followers now. And I just started my business and I have 700 today. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, Let's collaborate because it would be great exposure for both of us. <laughs> what am I talking about, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So right. let's be careful with ourselves not to sound like that. So mm-hmm. you go to people that it's always an exchange. Like if people are going to give you all this benefit, you give them money, you pay them. Gotcha. If you can't pay them, try to offer some other value. But if not, just collaborate with smaller people that are kind of the same team, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if the gain is going to be slower you're still establishing relationships you're making connections and you're tapping into both audiences so whenever you're small and you want to work something big like you offer them something and you know and this it works both ways yeah and if you're equal yeah you collaborate if you have equal things to offer to each other but um but yeah so i I obviously on social media see a lot of like collaboration kind of things and it's like what what's this collaboration (laughs) yeah that's what i need to get better at for Mm -hmm. sure reaching Uh, out yeah and i think i think as soon as i figure out maybe i hear storytelling is a big thing with social media and like i feel like i have like four different things that are like fragmented like i have a book i have a comedy class i'm a comedian and Mm -hmm. i host like a weekly show and I have like these things that all seem to be going in separate directions. And I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of mold connect them all into them. one story, I guess. Yeah, connect them all. I don't think necessarily you need the same story because that's you doing different things related to your craft. Mm-hmm. So you have one big brand and inside of this brand, you have all these things. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like if we want to talk you know, pops terms, they have the popsicles, they have the yoga and they don't have to put the yoga and the popsicles together to tell that story. Right. You know, about, yeah. it's about community. It's about your field and what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think storytelling, it's important and good writing is important and short writing is important. And I'm really glad that I worked at Cartoon Network creating content for so long. I was doing I, lots of promos. So I wrote so many 10 second and 15 second scripts that are perfect training for social. Perfect, Because yeah. they're like, there's that length you need for like an Instagram post. Right. Because if you keep like, if you did two paragraphs, you're one paragraph too many. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, but if you can avoid it and tell really short stories, the better. Mm-hmm. If the story is amazing, you can get away with two paragraphs. But think of small stories, because a lot of people think that storytelling means like, oh, and I was little, I really liked photos, you know, and then I moved to Atlanta. And 
So storytelling is much more about the little details than it is about your big story. And I think there's a place to tell your big story too. And again, we're going to go back to King of Pops a lot because that's an easy example that people yeah. get. And I worked there for two years. Almost. And it's a success but, story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they did a really good job about telling the story that, you know, it's this guy who lost his job and he had this dream about making popsicles and he just said perfect time to try it. And he went to the corner by himself. So they did a great job telling that story and not that they plan it as a big marketing strategy. It's just that he was sitting in a corner for a couple of years, you know, and mm -hmm. every day. So talking to everybody and that's how you kind of build a community. But storytelling is also a lot about the little things. So there's a story to that photo. There is a story to this thing that is happening right now, you know. And I, I used another King of Pops example that sometimes I put on my workshops to, to talk about storytelling, that it's a picture of one of the girls that works there. And I actually did a GIF, so it's three pictures of her. And she's just making trying a Popsicle and making really ugly faces, like, ugh. And I said something about, oh, we're trying new flavors all the time. But let's say that this chocolate watermelon is not going anywhere. Something like this. <laughs> yeah. It's super short and it's good storytelling. Like you chuckled in, I don't know, you're polite. So, but, I, but it sounded, you know, but I like, see how yeah. that could be appealing to people. Yeah. You yeah. Just, you're telling a little bit of the insides and you're also putting yourself in a position that I don't do anything perfectly. Mm -hmm. And we're sharing that, you know. So yeah. it's just a really good way to communicate with people that get them to engage, whether that means actually clicking, liking or commenting. But that also means getting their eye, like the getting their you know, attention for a little bit. A term I hear a lot is social media strategy. Mm -hmm. And when just to reference when I interviewed Alyssa again, she talked about with her, her day job. She has like spreadsheets and like three months, six months out plan. I know I'm posting this here, this yeah. there, this. Is that is that similar to how you do your social media strategy? Uh, Any insight you have into that would well, be greatly appreciated. There's many different types of strategy that you can talk about. Mm -hmm. um, that strategy, and I know that you have to do it sometimes, and especially you know when you're working with big teams and stuff that. I think it's good to have the stuff you need to promote at the right times. But usually when people talk so much about that spreadsheet strategy, it just means that they're pushing promotional messages all the time. Interesting. You know, because, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, you can plan content six months, but you don't know what's going to happen in those six months and things can change, you know. So I think it, there's many ways to do a strategy. And once is more like outline the things you do. So, for example, um, we started doing it hypopotamus, which is another yeah. account I work with, um, community Tuesdays because they're in the tech startup. It's a little hard on Instagram because they're so big on Twitter and that community. That it's so funny because the tech startup community is so Twitter heavy, mm. which is so crazy to me. It's like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? But okay, I get it. They don't have to work too much on the visuals and it's quick to respond to people. But, um, on Instagram, we said, there's all these really cool co-working spaces here, accelerators here, community places here. Let's highlight them every Tuesday. And okay. that's a strategy. Like, okay, every Tuesday we highlight, you know, a different community, aspect of the community. Every Friday we highlight a founder of a startup. So that's a content strategy, right? Yeah. But also you can have that content calendar when you say, oh, here we talk about this event on Monday. Tuesday we talked about our product. Um, it really depends how you want to do this. There's so many great planners for um, 
Instagram, and I'm, I talk about Instagram a lot because I think that's where the focus should be mm. right now. Um, Isn't the most under 35, that's the most popular one? It is, and it's grown so much since the stories. And oh. it kind of, I think, I'm unprepared now to talk numbers with you, but I think the stories passed the number of users of Snapchat. Um, cool. And Snapchat's, and I focus on small brands, right? So for small brands, I'm not going to come here with a Coca-Cola approach that you have completely different content for every single platform that is adapted to that platform. Yeah, is that what a big brand should do if you have the manpower? Absolutely. If you don't, you just focus on your Instagram. On Facebook, is great for events and it's great for links. So publications like Creative Loafing or Hippopotamus, like they have their story. So you put the link there, it looks great. It previews the link. It's easy to read the, the news. You don't need to put that much copy because it's already previewed. You right, know? yeah. So it's great to put all that there. You can schedule directly on Facebook. But for Instagram is when you really should think about the branding and get people in because they're attracted to what your brand's doing and what you provide to them. Because mm -hmm. people use social media for entertainment and brands do social media for promotion. So there's definitely a big disconnect there. Totally, so, yeah. And a lot of places, you sometimes you go work with a brand, and I'm lucky that I'm not working with any brand like that right now, or maybe I just convinced them otherwise. But I, I don't <laughs> think I am. I think I'm working with people who get it. But um, a lot of places, they'll be like, no, but that's not negotiable. We need to push all these messages. Sure, you can do that. But what's going to happen is that... Um, Sprout Social put uh, some numbers, like I think it was from February this year, so it's a little old, but not that old, saying that 46% of the people will unfollow a brand for too many promotional messages. So you want people to stay there because you're writing something to their day. And you're really trying to push your brand culture and your brand look and, you know, and provide something. Then when you have a, a, a promotional message that is important, people are there to listen to it. Okay. Especially if you do it in a creative way. Right. Uh, but if you do that every day, people are why are why are people going to follow it? Yeah, I followed your lead also on. Um, I just got a new shipment of books in, mm -hmm. and I saw you did a post where you like the product and you make a shape with the product or whatever. I pretty much spelled out, it's called the comics playbook. Oh, I spelled cool. out the comics playbook That's with awesome. the books. That's awesome. Based on your, uh, based on your post. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you can do too, if you're a new tripod? Yeah. You can do the books moving around. Oh yeah. Because you can just shoot pictures, change the position, shoot pictures and change mm -hmm. the position. So you can do that little, I don't know if you saw that I did that animation of the little goodie bag. Yeah. So you can do that kind of stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. easy with mm -hmm. your camera and a gift maker too. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to, I guess, find that was me crossing over and mm -hmm. like, I'm a comedian, but now I'm trying to promote this book as well. And it's like, but trying to do it playfully. Yeah, and, absolutely. Cause it's, I'm finally, you know, I've, I've done jobs where, Maybe I work at Enterprise and like the whole point is to sell this car insurance. And mm -hmm. I don't really, I could, I was bad at it because I didn't really believe in it. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. you, you're having the car for two hours, you know, you'll, you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> yes. So I, I never really had big numbers in that. But now I'm actually trying to promote things I Did really, believe in? I yeah. really believe and care about. But there's still like a, I feel like there's still a disconnect. But this could also be just being impatient as well yeah. you know it takes a and, minute yeah yeah letting and, stuff just age but. and like since we've been talking you already mentioned like four or five things that you did differently that you weren't doing before so that's, that's true. awesome you know yeah. and the more you do those things the better you get at it mm -hmm. so i i practice all the time like with my phone 
Like I, I make stop motions videos of my daughter eating fruit in the end of the day, you know, <laughs> just because the more you do it, the better you get with timing and with kind of like the, the actual craft. Yeah. So just train and train and just do all, all sorts of like people sometimes are afraid of taking photos. They're like, oh, I'm terrible at taking photos. I'm like, take 100 photos every day. And people are like, oh, who has time for that? I'm like, everybody. Like, it doesn't really take much to do a photo, right? I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying, like, you need to style something and take 10 photos of it. But if you're out waiting for a friend for a minute, like, you can snap five shots in that intersection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you're a restaurant, you can take photos of your menu. Or don't do that when you're actually having a dinner date with someone. Yeah, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Right. But if you're waiting or if you go somewhere and you see a cool sign, like, just get in the habit of doing that because you'll get better and better. What are some tips you have for photos? So for photos, my first tip is hire a professional photographer. Just kidding. <laughs> hire you. No, I'm not a professional <laughs> photographer. Hire a, a, a real professional photographer. I'm, I'm good. And I have a really good camera. But Did you do some photography for I like do photography, pets yeah. as well or something? It was for dogs or? For uh, dogs. I don't know. I, I looked on your LinkedIn. There was some photography on there. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. I have dogs <laughs> and I take photos of them. But, um, no, I'm working with a dog influencer now. No, that's, Sheepish Addy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I haven't taken pictures of her. She's one of the ones I was like, oh, man. I know. She's killing me on Instagram. <laughs> she just started, too. It's annoying. <laughs> she has like 20,000 followers. Completely organic in like six months. It's, it's ridiculous. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome, though. She's like a cutie. <laughs> she actually, the actual dog came to my workshop. I saw pictures of that. I almost that. died. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> I like crossed that off the bucket list. You know? <laughs> um, but photography. So yes. I definitely, I was joking. I definitely recommend for special key times and events that you do hire a professional photographer when you can. Okay. I think it's important whether it's one time to take a photo of your team or if it's a big event you had. When I had my workshop with ATL Bucket List, I hired a photographer for that. Cool. So we actually had some good shots to share. Because you can share that stuff later on, like on and off. It's not like, oh, it's for one day, you know? So I think it's valuable to have because you put that in your mix. And it's not what every day is going to look like, but you have that speckled, you know? And then if your photography is not that good, but it's you're striving to get there, that kind of sets the tone and raises the bar a little. Mm -hmm. So I do recommend working with photographers when you can. Um, but on the everyday photos that you take with your phone, natural light's key. So definitely recommend that you use as much natural light. Like the indoor lights just makes a photo yellow and dark and it doesn't really work. It's really hard to just manipulate too much a photo. Like especially if it's not your craft, you should try to make the photo as best as you can when you take it. Um, definitely do the focus. It's kind of silly to say, but a lot of people forget that on your phone, you have to tap the lenses to, to do the focus. Um, the phone also can control the amount of light you get. So maybe like if you're looking at your phone, everything is too dark, put your tap on the darker part of the photo. It'll brighten the whole thing up a little. Mm. And if you tap on the brighter, it'll darken everything up. Remember that you can brighten darker photos, but you can't necessarily make um, overexposed photos darker. Mm -hmm. So if you have to pick, like take the darker one and edit a little bit, but you can take both. Um, so if you are not super used to photos, there are some exceptions to this, so you can experiment either way. But I think photos that are tight of something, a detailed photo, you have a better chance to take a good photo. 
So if it's a street sign or as opposed to the whole street, you know, gotcha. or like a little like sometimes I take a lot of photos when I'm talking about a workshop or a tip. Sometimes it's hard to illustrate, you know, and mm -hmm. I don't want to like, yeah, I don't want to just put a picture of. I don't know. Sometimes I phone screen. That little dog is really distracting. Oh, me the right dogs now. are getting. Yeah. There, there's a little like poodle running around like a crazy yeah. person. Is that what that wet spot on the floor is? No, I don't think <laughs> okay. so. I think that's just rain. Okay. He looks like more behaved than most of the humans out here. Um, but so details help. A lot of times I open my computer screen and I put it in a lit part of the building. And then I put my phone next to it and I put a couple pencils next to it and I've I noticed, take a picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that kind of is a good way to talk about a tip or something. So a lot of times that works. Like a lot of people also put like putting on social media flyers. They're talking about an event or something. I completely recommend you print it out, even if you print one oh. and you hold it and take a photo of it. So you go outside and you just hold it and take a photo of it. It's going to look great, you know. It's just more creative than actually put a flyer and sometimes they are cropped in the square. It doesn't work quite well. Yeah. So definitely recommend that. So yeah, just practice taking the photos of small things. I think you have a better chance of success outside as much as you can. Um, murals are great for that. So any of those colorful murals around town, like mm -hmm. take whatever. Like I said, if you have a flyer or something, just go to pop on the belt line with your flyer and take a photo of it in front of one of the murals. That's, awesome. That's going to look really great. Yeah. So it's and, and practicing. Like it's a lot about practicing because you get much better at it. And I worked at King of Pops. I took decent pictures, but I didn't really take good pictures. I really took so many that I started getting good at it. And I, I, I kind of feel like I was amazing at photos of popsicles, you know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I practiced so much. We joke with Karen from um, Tiny Doors ATL yeah. that no one takes better pictures of tiny things because she just practices so much she knows her angles you know mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just practice a lot and natural light are the main ones i guess that is a big thing people overlook is like especially with social media and the speed of the internet and how fast everything changes mm -hmm. is that we, now 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 why not now why isn't this happening right now yeah. but i guess an important thing is to first figure out where you want to be and then put in the work, yeah. like almost work backwards to get there. Yeah, and I also like telling people that it's okay to plan a little bit. You don't have to necessarily just post something that is happening today. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're having this conversation right now, right? Mm -hmm. If I post about it tomorrow, it's not going to make a difference to people. We know it was today. So it's kind of cool because I'm not saying dates. I'm just saying today, tomorrow. People have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. Ooh. This may be live for all they know. But... In all seriousness, it's fine to post something later. If it's something kind of too obvious that people know it's in a different day. Let's say the King of Pops got this really beautiful photo of their yoga on a Tuesday and the yoga is on Sunday. It's okay. They can say, oh, we just got this beautiful photo. Thank you, so-and-so. You know, if it's good content, it's fine. It doesn't need to be the day off. Or, Interesting. Like people just can plan a little bit. And yeah. um, there are lots of planners that you can use for Instagram. Like Later has a good one. It's an app. There's a free one, and then there's paid that you can get more, more stuff. Mm -hmm. But Planoly is a great one that I'm using right now, and it just helps you plan your posts, and especially the visuals, because you want every post to be great separately, but also you want people that when they go to your um, channel that they look really good together. So you don't have, you know, you're talking about how I like taking pictures from my good camera. Right. And put my phone, like I'm taking a photo with my phone, 
And I think it's kind of a fun way to talk about doing content for social media. And I do that a lot, but I make sure I don't do that back to back. And mm -hmm. I don't do that on top of each other in the grid, you know? So Planity allows you to like move things. On the grid? Yeah. Interesting. Because it, it, it uploads your, your Instagram grid when you put your credentials there. And then you can just put, we can, you can upload as many photos as you want and you can play around them. And if there's a new one, you can put it in there and put it in the mix. But it's good to have that kind of, you know, some photos there already that you could use. And also Planoly, the free version doesn't allow you to do albums or videos. But like sometimes if I'm doing a video and I just want to use the free one, I'll just do one frame of the video and, <laughs> and just put it there, you know, mm -hmm. just for reference. So I plan because it's really hard to, even when you look at your feed, to plan all the, the yeah. whole grid to, to make sure that they lo it looks okay. Because um, you had mentioned you want to have 12, I think on your account as well. I'm a huge fan you're, of your you're account. You're such a yeah. good student. I love <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I talk a lot about the 12, and right. I've never heard someone talking about it. It's just a way I found about talking about your branding on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of people these days don't go to your website. They mm. just go to your Instagram, right? A lot, even if they don't follow you. Like a lot of times they think of a brand, they just look them up on Instagram. So some accounts have the same type of shot at all times and do that successfully. Alisa is one of them. A lot of times it's just the shot of food. You don't see her. You don't see a lot of other things. But uh, the cab animal, they have the cutest shots of dogs at all times, and they're over white background, and that works for them. Um, Alisa barely ever does a video, but that works for her, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But most of us is not that lucky that we can have the luxury of finding that one thing that works, and yeah. we do it all the time. So for brands, especially for small brands, I totally recommend that at all times, your last 12 posts represent all of your brand. So you can actually make a list of 12 things and they don't need to be different. Let's say you're a restaurant, maybe six of them are their, your food, mm -hmm. but every other, it's like a sign in front of your restaurant, someone from the staff, ingredients. So the other aspects that you wanna show about your brand because it's a great opportunity to show. Totally. You know? Yeah. So those 12 posts should be a mix of that. I think that is a really good, and that, again, that's a content strategy as well. That's yeah. when I say there's very different ways to do content strategy mm -hmm. and very different aspects of it. Um, I do believe that it's super important to have that grid that has the different parts of your job. And that can be every nine or every 12. I like the 12 because I think when people look at you, they always look at the first 12. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the nine is not enough to represent all of it. So I have an account with, I have a, like a Joel Byers comedy account, and mm -hmm. then I have my Hot Breath I Pod both. account. I appreciate that. <laughs> well. Look at us. This is so great. So, great. so like, <laughs> so for like, just to use one, like, so for like my Joel Byers comedy account, in those first 12, I should maybe have like, one of them would be about, one would maybe be like about, my book, one would be about the show, one would be me performing, mm -hmm. one may be a picture of us doing an interview. Yeah. Like, it's just every every variable you have. Yeah, and again, like this is, if you, it's you with comedy, you can decide that your content strategy is that every other post, you're telling a little short joke. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So every other post, so six of them are you with your face there, the other six, what do you put? You don't want to be repetitive, so you put something in between. 
And that can be all those aspects. And it's a personal brand for you. So you can also put sometimes something a little personal. Like it can be a picture of you and your wife doing something, but okay. you do that on brand. Right. If you, let's say that it's your wedding anniversary, you write something funny about it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there are ways to put a little bit. I definitely have a, it's a, it's a hard line. I think you get it. Like it's harder for some people than others, but it's a fine line about a business account and a personal account when you have a personal brand. Mm-hmm. And even when it's someone's business that they feel so attached to, but it's important to have them to differentiate them. Because honestly, like my personal Instagram account, I have more followers than I have on my business one because I'm, it's years old, you know? Yeah. But I post on the, it used to be uh, private and I put public at one point because I started doing a lot of speaking engagements and I want people to be able to see who I was. But I put on my bio like no perfect photos, no hashtags, <laughs> no, what did I say? I, I put something like that on my bio, no perfect photos, no hashtags. No strategy, just, and I put a bunch of emojis like baby dog, party, <laughs> nails, you know? So, like, I don't want to over, I don't want to have to think of every post for my personal account. Gotcha. If I want to put five in a row that are my daughter being adorable, like, I would do it because that's for me, that's for my family, for my friends. I don't mind someone looking at it, but it's not a business account. Gotcha. So, I make that clear and I said, if you want to go social media stuff, go to your social team. Yeah, I had posted when we do like some traveling trips, I would like I posted like pictures of me driving my wife sleeping. <laughs> well, that joke was only funny to one of us, which means it's not funny to either of us now. So that's I feel you. But I, I your do wife like, needs to talk to my husband. Sometimes <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's hilarious. No, right. Yeah. And I, I like keeping that divide, though, is like me as the brand. And then like yeah. you also have like a private life yeah. as well. But that is. That was super informative. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm very passionate about giving people tools to yeah. succeed, you know, because like social media, it's the most viable way to get the word out about your small business. Like mm-hmm. there's no others. Like, do you do any, I don't know, magazine ads or, I mean, Mm-mm. no one does and no one should do if you're small. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. Like PR helps, but commu- community helps word of mouth helps but social media is the only really media tool you have in front of you and sure it's time consuming that so that means it's not free but a lot of it is free but i've heard you're not even a fan of like facebook ads anymore like you don't I'm, think I've, but at the same time i'm gonna be completely come clean about my facebook ad hate okay um, hashtag hater <laughs> um i also don't have a ton of experience with it and I focus on very small businesses mm-hmm. or small local businesses. The way I see small businesses using it is that they boost a post for $25 just the way it is. They do not know exactly how to target the audience. Even if they do, sometimes the caption is not clear. And let's say that the caption is clear. Let's say that the images they have is really good. A lot of times you click on that ad and it'll take you to a three-year-old website and you're on your phone. So there's a lot of things that will mm. make that money goes to goes to waste. Gotcha. A yeah. lot of things. So that's why I completely things that I have tried and I see the incredible benefit it has, super powerful in order of preference, mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. influencer marketing. Like get someone small as you and collaborate, just send them product or give them some benefits. Um 
if you want to get someone bigger, pay for a freaking post. It's really not expensive. Like some really good people in town that have very big um, audiences charge like $200 for a post. Okay. It's really not much. Like, yeah. especially if you're a consumer goods, like you see that money back in like a day, like in less than a day. So completely recommend that. Um, some of them still do for collaboration, some don't. Don't assume people are going to do stuff for free. It's okay if you can afford them, they'll do it. And if you can't afford it, you can also tell them, look, I really don't have this budget. If by any chance it's good for you to use that kind of content and you want to do something together, let me know. I'm open to do it anytime. There are nice ways to do about it instead of being like, oh, just assume people are doing work for free. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't get that influencers are professionals that are putting a lot of time and work. Yes. And they're not just the person having fun on social media. Uh, it's the future of advertising, so and not not really the far future, like the tomorrow future or mm -hmm. kind of today. On it, like, that's why I'm so obsessed with it right now. I know, it's like incredible. I'm trying to play catch up. It's incredible. Yeah. It, the, the value it offers is incredible, especially if you're actually a B2C selling a product. Like if you're a what? A B2C company oh. selling an actual, like if you're consumer goods, uh -huh. like do it today, you know, because mm -hmm. there's nothing that is going to give you more ROI. Like marketing sales teams love the word ROI. Sometimes it's really hard to get with social media. Very easy to get with influencers. Mm -hmm. So if you tap on that, you're going to see the return in no time. Make sure it's the right ones for you. Doesn't mean the people that have 100,000 followers necessarily, but how much engagement they have, what kind of content they put out there. Sometimes if you're a brand and you're struggling with content, but you see people that have 1,000 followers, but they create these beautiful images, Ask if they want to collaborate. Send them product. They, maybe you have 10,000 and they have 1,000, but they're giving such great content. Right, right. It's shareable and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's worth a little bit of your product, you know? And people are more accessible than ever now. Like oh, yeah. The, the direct message, we don't even have each other's phone number. Yeah. It's literally no. just direct message. Yeah, like my friend Anna that was here earlier, yeah. I don't have her number. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really like yeah. you have... That and that line of communication can only be that acceptable for so long, I guess, before it just starts to get bombarded with people abusing it. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, hopefully people know who to reach out to and you know, right? Yeah, but yeah, it is tough. Um, but yeah, so influencer marketing first. Mm -hmm. Second thing that I feel works really well are giveaways, and a lot of people want to run like promotions or campaigns on social, and that can be hard, even if you have a bigger audience. Like, we had a pretty decent audience at King of Pops and it was still hard to run like oh take a picture of yourself with your pop and do this hashtag that right. it's really hard for people to get to do it for some reason you would think it's easy right because they're doing it anyway they're posting those pictures mm -hmm. but it's hard so make it easy if you do I've been doing a giveaway with one of my clients every other Friday and we have crazy engagement including on Facebook which is so hard to get engagement so just do the simple one as in like, like this, tag a friend to, you know, for to participate in our giveaway. Mm -hmm. We're going to choose someone randomly, randomly and let you know tomorrow. Pick a person the next day, send them stuff, whatever you decide your product is. It doesn't need to be a ton. Like if we we're doing that at King of Pops, it could be like two free pops. You know, it doesn't need to be a ton of money. Mm -hmm. But people enjoy getting something and it's kind of the fun of the playing you know, and also it's just goodwill. You're, and you're getting new people to try your product. Yeah. And sometimes they'll post about it. So the giveaways are great and you should do it. Like super simple. It's kind of harder for you and I to do it because of 
our businesses, like I've done for a workshop before, um, and I'll probably do more when I have a workshop. I have one tomorrow, but yeah. I'm not going to do a giveaway for that. You give away like a spot yeah, to the uh, yeah, workshop. Yeah, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just be creative. And if you don't have anything to get, to give, like you're a comedian, right? Right. You can give, a, you can think of a gag thing to send, mm-hmm. like a little bag of silliness, you know, whatever that <laughs> is, like that you decide to put there, something random. Yeah. And people are going to be entertained by it. It's your own brand and you figure something out to give away. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good way to get new audiences to you because every person is tagging someone else. Um, if you're a small, sometimes you're not going to see much tagging and much um, engagement in those. And that's okay. I think it's worth trying and no one's going to be like, ah, ha, two people entered. It doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then one of those two people are going to get it and they're going to be super happy. Yeah. So I'll say like, don't give up and don't not try it because you're afraid people are not going to try engage. Um, I think things on social media are always worth trial and error. And maybe that's not the time to do it. And you go back later and you do it differently, you know? That's what I've tried with my podcast account is like, I'll be like, um, listener Q&A episode, like post questions you would yeah. like answered. And I would have like two or three yeah. people respond. And that's fine. And you yeah. respond their answer, their, yeah. their questions, and they're <laughs> super happy. Yeah, it's Yeah, true. it's not easy. Like when, you know, as you grow, your audience will grow and that'll make be easier to do Mm -hmm. but i think it's worth doing anyway because you're throwing goodwill out there and you're welcoming conversation um another thing we have not talked about i don't want to forget or please yeah yeah, please. is don't think that once you're done posting your job is done and i know you're good at that (laughs) like talk to people Mm -hmm. you know and if they put a comment on your post comment back but don't do like yeah sure it's fine to do an emoji every now and then but if people are always talking to you on the middle of the street and you're always showing a thumbs up and walking away it's going to be a little awkward (laughs) so think that you can have real conversations with people you know what i mean yeah like yeah so i always joke about that and i kind of do the face too i'm like you know thumbs up and you walk away we're going to be like who's this weird person so i think if you have a lot of numbers, especially, or if really their comments hard to come up with anything else, it's fine to do, you know, a double high five or whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, like, they start a conversation, welcome it, mm-hmm. and talk to them more about it. Um, so, yeah, just have real engagement that is not, do not use any robots. Like, don't use the bots. Like, they're awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is coming at them. It's really funny because one time I did a post about dogs and obviously I don't have a dog account and I got a message right away said something like, oh, I love all these doggies in your feed. And you can see a person that gets like, I don't know, daily fluff hashtag and they say whenever the hashtag is used, we post this comment right away, assuming everybody's going to have, you know. Yeah. Uh, I always kind of use a joke that it's like, yeah, if you just say every time someone uses social media tips, I will use a robot and automatically do a high double high five. And let's say they're a social media company and they're talking about the death of someone. Right. And they use the hashtag. They may not use the hashtag, but it could happen, right? Totally. And then my brand will be the one doing the <laughs> double <laughs> high five. So don't use bots. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If you physically cannot get to all the messages, it's better not to get to some of them than use something automated. Um, and try to engage with more people the po- possible, not just your own comments on your own channel. 
try to engage with people that are relevant to you in mm -hmm. the city, other comedians or just regular like brands that are loved. So King of Pops, if you go to King of Pops every time they post something and you post really funny comments, hmm. people are going to read it and they're going to check you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just yeah. think of providing good content outside of your own posts. As we're talking, I'm I'm realizing that the comedy part is missing from my account. It totally is. I thought you were not that funny, but I didn't want to say anything, break That's, your heart. I, it literally <laughs> just hit me. My okay. account is Joel Byers Comedy and, and nothing there's no like comedy. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Like there's pictures of me performing, but even like the captions aren't really. Yeah. That's so, that's you so need weird. To, I just noticed yeah, that. Yeah. You need to make all that about. And it's yeah. okay to take a break and have a more straightforward one saying, thanks so and so. It was awesome to have you right, last night right. with you. But, and like I said to you, I gave an example <laughs> that one day of the week, maybe you should tell a little stand up thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or on your stories and say, and then you can have a post and say, go to the stories. For your account, would work great to use some GIFs. Okay. Too, because yeah. you get the video engagement and then you're doing something funny and I'm sure you can write something funny related yeah. to them. Totally, yeah. Um, I think using humor always helps. Not everybody can do it, so you're lucky. Mm. Definitely put that in there. Uh, the other thing is like, I want people to go to your account or anyone's account and have the experience they will have if they go see your show. Or, you know? Interesting, So you want to yeah. give them the brand experience that they can be anywhere or anytime that they can have that experience. So you definitely, I feel like if people go to my account, your social team, they'll get a little bit of what they will get if they come to one of my events. It's fun, it's colorful, it's light, and you know, there's interesting people, and you get all these tips. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you get that. Um, and I'm always striving to do that. So yeah. I think that's super important. I do see plenty of places that, um, are places off comedy and their messages are just promotional straightforward. And you're like, no, you want people to get that experience a little bit. Like event planners, right? Or my friend has an art gallery in her apartment in Brazil. It's the most amazing place you've ever seen in your life called Apart Gallery. <laughs> and uh, I was helping her with her social and you should see the events she puts on those that gallery. It's amazing. It's to get art affordable for everyone. It's to be able to highlight, you know, small artists that probably cannot handle, that cannot have an opportunity to put their show in a gallery. It's incredible. She thinks of every single detail. Um, okay. Yeah. I thought someone needed to use that room. Sorry. Um, th she thinks of every single detail. I said to you, I'm like, so what you do is I want you to look at your Instagram like you look at one of your events. Every single detail needs to be planned and beautiful and perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's to strive for. Of course, nothing is going to ever be always perfect. But that's what you're going for. And you do your best. But I think when people start looking at it the same way they look at your product, like you're like, because you have it. You, you put it here. Right, right. Let's put it here too. Yeah. And so the more I, you do it, the better you'll get at it. Oh, just like absolutely. The pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this has been incredible. Well, can and, I give one more tip? Hey, literally, like, <laughs> I, one I've, more. please do whatever you want the world to know. Please let so them know. I want this I, to be this a, is a master class. This is a really good one. So please lay it on us. <laughs> and I think you've already read on my Instagram. Oh, I'm I a stalker. A few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> but Instagram not long ago allowed people to start posting from mobile outside of the app. Uh -huh. Which means like you can go to Instagram.com on your phone, which is 
kind of absurd and why would you, right? <laughs> and post from there. Um, that allows you to do a hack and post from your laptop or from your desktop. So, and, you, and, and I know that a lot of people have a hard time with Instagram because you cannot post from third parties. Mm -hmm. You can schedule, but you have to actually do the posting at the right time. And you can post from your computer. You always have to do mobile, and that's not easy for people. And sometimes your photos are on your computer. Exactly. So if you go to Instagram.com, log on to your account, you can click on any part of the background outside of the actual post that you will see on the white part. Right-click and select Inspect. It's going to show you all the coding that we don't get on the right side. On the top of that coding area, top left, you will see a mobile and an iPad kind of um, icons. Click there. Then you just trick your computer to think you're on mobile and you're getting the mobile view. You can post a picture there, do your caption, um, put your first comments on, first, first hashtags, first, put your hashtags on your first comments, sorry about that, and do your whole post there. It is limited because you cannot post location and you cannot tag people on the actual photo or you cannot post video and albums. Oh, but okay. if you're in a hurry or your phone is dead, you can still do a post. You can do. You can go to your phone later whenever you can, tag the people on the actual photo, and put your location tag, which is important. Location tags really help people find you. Yeah. And when they're looking, people look at locations a lot of times, so make sure you do that, even if it's just Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so that hack is awesome because I feel like, and and also even if you don't want to put your post there because you want to post a video and. It's still better that you do it on your phone. You can log on to Instagram and just do your commenting from there. Like, just go through your feed and comment on people's posts. Sometimes it's just so much easier to type on the computer. Very much, yeah. So I think that's a really good hack that is just available now because that change that Instagram had. Wow. Any, anything else? Please no, lay it on No, that's it. I'm not going to tell you guys anything else. I'm done. <laughs> You're like, no, that's what the that's, workshops that's are for. That's all you get. Yeah. No, I, I say the same things on the workshops that I say. You should still come to one. It's awesome. You but, should totally go to one of yeah. yours. All the listeners should definitely go. Yeah, no, it's good. You. I don't know. We're having a very small one tomorrow, which probably is before this interview is going to be on. Uh, yeah, I release one of these every Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but um, I'm always doing some smaller ones, which are good if uh, I, I think both are nice and different the smaller ones are usually in the mornings or one morning um usually here switch yards downtown and they're like on friday mornings in their little room it's groups no more than eight or ten mm -hmm. and they're good if you want to really meet the people that are around and you really want to get all your questions out but if you want to just take stones of notes and get a little more fun event out of it we have some night ones and i starting to bring some guests as well Mm -hmm. like Alisa from ATL Bucket List. I don't know for sure when the next stone is going to be. I was going to have one on the 3rd of July, but I'm like, that's a really bad time. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be gone most of July, but August will have one. So just keep an eye on your social team Yeah. on Instagram and you will see. Yes, and I'm a, I'm a super fan and I'm Thank so... Thank you, that's so nice. It's so interesting to see like, you're like, well, why isn't this happening? And then you think, well, what are you doing to make these things happen? And then once you start to think in that direction, like just in the past like two weeks since making an intentional shift mm -hmm. towards being more kind of... Aware. Aware yeah. and more precise on the actual 
like social media strategy, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's been, I can already tell a difference. Can you, are sure. you looking at analytics too? Oh, you should. That's, you know what? I took your tip on turning your Instagram yeah. account into a business. Yes. And then I don't look at the analytics of it. Okay, for some it's reason. fine. I mean, you can still look at, they always compare it to the week before. Oh, they do it by, oh, yeah, wow. So the, what I love about, I'm not an analytical person. I'm very like creative mind. And yeah, mm -hmm, me so too. So I struggle with those big charts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I love about the analytics at Instagram is that it's so simple. And if you don't understand any terminology, like you have them written down the bottom and they give you like five things and that's all you need to know, you mm -hmm. know. And for brands, this may be not so much for you and I, but for other brands, consumer product brands or people who do e-commerce, They have a how many clicks you get to your website, and that might be their most valuable piece of information. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to raise, you know? If you're talking about is getting people to go to your website and possibly make a purchase, that's the best. Also, don't be so tight on the purchase because it takes people at least two or three visits to buy something. Interesting. So even when you do like a campaign or something, an influencer, you're like, oh, I gained a thousand followers today, but no one bought anything. Just keep an eye on the next month or so. Just mm -hmm. keep your content really up there. Um, when you do something big that you think people are going to come and see your account for the first time, be strategic about your last two, three posts. Make them really strong because you're going to get all these new people that are going to see what you're up to. So just those kind of things. Just be careful about, and not be careful as in like, oh, it's scary, but just be watchful of what you're doing. Right that it works out the best way for you. Like when I did the workshop with Alisa from ATL Bucket List, I knew as soon as she posted that a ton of new people are going to go to my account, right? And I gained like 100 followers like in a minute. And this is because I'm B2B and I'm tiny. Like if it's a food brand, you're probably getting 1,000 in a day. I think actually that is the number. Wow. Uh, anywhere from 500 to 1,000. But that day, I remember that night, And I usually don't post at night because I want people to have the time during the day or more, more awake hours to in interact with my post. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that night, I'm like, I really just need a really good post right now. So I posted <laughs> about the King of Pops Yoga because I wanted to, people to have a connection to things I've done in the past since I haven't done much. I'm just starting with this. I needed them to connect me with other accomplishments. Right. And it's beautiful image. So I posted a picture of that and talked about that a little bit. And that was my, my most liked post ever. Interesting. And I really strategically thought I need something strong that I've done in the past to be my last post before a bunch of new people come see that I that don't know me. And the caption was like a story of like where you came from and where you are no, now. No, it was, I think it was just, it was not that full story. It was something okay. short, but mm -hmm. it was something about like, I don't know, something about just one of my favorite things in the city. And I was lucky to be a part of that. You know, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but it's, it doesn't need to be the full story. Okay. And if it was a context, so you yeah. don't, you don't post at night, really you're scheduled. Like, I, no, I don't, I mine to be honest, like I'm much more organized with my clients than I'm with myself. <laughs> um, I just make sure I post during the day, but if I was going to say, ideally just post at nine o'clock or 10 AM, you know, it's a, a. good time to post. Okay. Your analytics will also show in your public are the most active. Mm -hmm. I would say always post in the beginning of that you know, more active spikes because you don't want to post something at seven o'clock when people are getting home and disconnecting for the day and 
Sure, a lot of people look at social media at night, but I think they're more doing other things. I think people look at it more during their day to take little mini breaks during right, work. Right, 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 right. Um, so you have more awakened hours for people to engage because the Instagram analytics is the more people engage with you, the more you're going to show on top of their feeds. Okay. So you really want to post at the time people are active and have people engage with you right away to beat that you know. So the analytics will show when people are most active. They will, yeah. You can look at your phone right now and see wow. it. It's really cool. And it, it shows exactly like how many males, females, ages, where they're from. It's really great. And it's just enough information that anyone can look at. Mm -hmm. It's not a ton of things that you're like confused about. It's great. <laughs> Is there anything else? No, I'm done. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you get it all I'm out. Totally done. The whole the whole goal of this interview was not only to meet you face to face because we interact on social I know. media. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure like that we got as much info as out because yeah. the whole point of this podcast has Just been to not only people. yes, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, there's one more thing that I see people do a lot that yeah. is also a newer thing. Um, two things. Please. Yeah. <laughs> one is every time you're posting a video and gifts count, any type of video counts. You can click on edit and there's an option to say that says cover mm -hmm. and you go there and you pick the prettiest photo throughout the whole video to be your cover because that's what's going to show on your profile. That's what's going to show in your grid. Mm -hmm. So you definitely want to pick that because a lot of videos start with something just building up or something completely white or completely black. So you don't want to just have a frame that is completely nothing, you know, on your grid. You want to have the most attractive image from that album. So make sure you always pick the cover when you're doing any type of video. Um, and what's the other one? I had another one. You did. Oh, I know. It's another one. When you do albums and you tag people on each photo, you can tag people on each photo. Oh, that's the swipe one? Yes. Okay, cool. So it's just photo albums. Uh-huh. You cannot go back to it and edit those tags hmm. like you can on a normal photo. I don't know why it's all changing so fast. Maybe it will in a month or next week. But for now, you still can't. So make sure that a, lot, a couple of times, and I learned that a hard way because a couple of times I'm like, oh, I'll have to look back and see what their handle is. So I'll just come back later and edit. And then I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so make remember that. And then also the Instagram allows you to do drafts. But a lot of times if you get logged out, especially if you're going through different accounts, those drafts can just disappear. So don't put a lot of work and just save it there. Save it elsewhere. Oh, I didn't know you could do drafts. You can. They're great. It's, if you go like you're posting, but instead of hit post, you hit cancel, it'll say save as draft. Oh. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You have so many hacks. I know. And you post so many. So many. Your, your Instagram is really just, it's a class in itself. So thank you. Thank I, you. I try to post like one or two posts a day, but if it depended on me, I'll do like 10, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, I've, I've tried to be more strategic, but yeah. then like sometimes I'm like, oh, but this would be cool to get out now. I know, you yeah. Know? It's like, but then you're like, tomorrow you're like, oh man, I don't have anything. What <laughs> <laughs> did I do? Yeah. But that's why the planner is cool because you save some stuff that maybe is evergreen. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, And yeah. you look good in there, so. That's it. I'm shut up, you know. <laughs> you no, that's you're great. <laughs> but then three more. You're like, that's no, it. I'm done. Yeah, but I'm like, three more. okay, okay, maybe four more. <laughs> I'm done. Totally done. <laughs> Do you think this? I, I want to eventually video this, but I want it to mm -hmm. be done right. But you, you saying I'd love to do it. Instagram is um, video, so video driven. Yeah. You know, so that seems to be the future. Like it's a channel, so video yeah. is really what you need to lean so, into more. Oh yeah, you know that. 
um, Snapchat changed their company to like a, video, a media company. Like, it, I forgot exactly, but it, they changed into a video company. Oh, okay. Snap Inc. It's all about <laughs> video now. So it's crazy how there are big companies already creating shows just for Snapchat. Whoa. And I'm sure that's going to happen to Instagram stories as well. It's crazy. Right now, Instagram only allows on the post itself up to a minute and on the stories, 15 seconds. Um, I don't even recommend a minute video on Instagram unless it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like 30 seconds or something. Like if you do your comedy ones, right? Little joke. You do one joke and that's like 20, 30 seconds. That's perfect. I think that's just enough to get people excited about think also sometimes when making videos that you have to say audio on or something because a lot of people are looking at their phones places that they can't necessarily right. yeah. put audio on like in that meeting the boring meeting they're in <laughs> um, so a lot of car commercials or commercials in general they're doing in a way that without audio people can understand the whole thing hmm. isn't that interesting yeah that is interesting so people are ditching the audio so just think of of course for you if you're telling jokes it makes total sense but just remind people like audio on jokes blah 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 you know um, yeah, but videos are great. And I think like f for you to do the podcast in video, you should leave it like at YouTube and do a channel there mm -hmm. and then just send people to it. Yeah, I've been posting too. interviews on, I'll post some of my interviews on YouTube, but it's just like the cover art with the audio behind mm -hmm. it. And those have been getting some listens. That's fine. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. But I, I've, I've been listening and kind of like how you created your social team mm -hmm. was from people just asking you questions yeah. about social media. And you're Absolutely. like, oh, I guess there's a demand yeah. here. Yeah. I'm like, there's a job here. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard multiple people be like, so when are you going to start videoing this? Yeah, and I'm like, well, I there must be, be something to that. And know? I mean, people are not seeing that, but I have to say like these microphones <laughs> are so amazing. Like seriously, like they are copper. Like they're incredible and they sound really good too because yeah, I they heard sound your other great. interviews. Oh, so if you. you go about video, how you go about your microphones, I think we're good. That's got to be the, <laughs> this, this should be the logo of the podcast yeah. now, just these microphones. They're gorgeous. I'm going to take a picture of it and post. It's beautiful. Please. Yeah. yeah. Just tag me. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> how much will that cost me? How much? <laughs> Not there yet. No, no, I don't charge for posts. Uh, yeah, no, but these microphones are amazing. I'm pretty impressed. Well, this interview was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. But for videos with your new iPad, like your new um, tripod, mm -hmm. that's it. That's all you need. You can do that from your phone. Yeah. Just make sure you have great light. Yeah. I have a GoPro I've filmed like two okay. with, but the lighting was terrible oh, and it was just all like hazy. And I'm like, you're I'm not indoors, post that. right? Yeah. Right. Maybe, I mean, I know it's kind of hard. It's hard to do video out, um, that outdoors, right? Yeah. Because the audio. Sound, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe you record the video separate. You do the microphones for the, I mean, the audio separate, mm -hmm. and you just put them together. But I just maybe need an external. I just need a, yeah. like one light just to make sure it's illuminated properly. Because if I'm in a room, because yeah. even here maybe a little dark for it video. It is, for sure. You know, maybe so. out there it's not. But uh -huh. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tricky, especially like when you're not, you know, a pro and you have all the lighting and all that stuff. But try to do maybe like on a porch. Mm -hmm. Like if you can do it on a porch, make it the porch podcast, the porch sessions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good way to try. Just natural light will help you a ton. Because, you know, I'm all about quality. So I, mm -hmm. I don't want to do incorporate the video element until it's going to be quality. Good. Yeah, like I should. don't want to just halfway. It's better do to have it. a good picture with great audio. Totally. Then yeah, you can also change the picture. 
Yeah, and I've yeah. been doing those audio cards. I don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah, those yeah, yeah, yet, yeah. where yeah, it's like just an image with audio over no, it. No, I so. agree with you. I think it's good to start testing with video, and then when you're ready, mm -hmm. you know, you can do that. Well, I will. We'll certainly be in touch. Yeah, cause I followed your great. tips, and you you'd send me a message like, "Remember, you can do a cover photo of the video." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm very proud of you, but." <laughs> but that's and I. That's, I, I always feel a little bad to say that. I'm like, they're already making an effort, creating something different. Should I tell or should I tell like in a month? Oh, I'm all for. I, I need that constructive helps. feedback. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way you learn. Because sometimes you're not thinking of it. You don't even know it's a possibility. Exactly. You know, and those things are so new that. There's really no way of knowing until someone tells you or you find out somehow. Well, I feel like our relationship is so new. I, know, I think it's, it's only going to grow from here. Thank you uh, so much. No, it was great. I'm, I'm excited that we did this. I am too. I'm up for like transferring, you know, the tips and knowledge and stuff. And this really helps people. Yeah. They can listen to it in the car. And you which just, they shouldn't be looking at my Instagram in the car. So that's great. They can hear your voice. Yeah. Because you, you can get all these tips, but you got to apply them. Yes. Just like with my comedy class, I'm like, yes, I'm giving you all these writing tips and ways to perform and everything, but, but you, you have to gotta, do it. You yeah. got to do it. And yeah. it's work, just like anything else. Yeah. But nothing easy is worth doing. And then the good thing to remember is also that it's new for everybody. Everybody has the same struggles. Everybody's trying their best. So don't try to pretend it's perfect. You know, it's yeah. like when I do my account, like I do this for a living and it's not that easy either. Mm -hmm. Like I struggle sometimes. I just deleted a post the other day because it did not look good on my stuff and you know so yeah everybody's learning together and it's all what works for one pressure. person may not work as yes. well for the other it's and for all, brands too because i always thing. yeah i always think about the lifestyle approach and all that and i work with a lip balm company crazy rumors they're the best lip balms ever yeah their account's <laughs> great too yeah they're good so, good look <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i've been working with them for a good few months and I always thought like, okay, we'll take a lifestyle approach, you know, it's like a lifestyle brand because in the cosmetics and beautiful images, the few times I try to put something without the lip balms on, people did not care for it. Hmm. It could be the most beautiful photo and people are like, where's my balms? I like my balms. Interesting. <laughs> so you really have to feel, doesn't mean that because now there's a balm in every single post pretty much, doesn't mean that they're all promotional. They can still be lifestyle if there's product in it so nice things to remember it's product integration without yeah without, overt ad yeah interesting awesome cool well, all right now shut up no you're <laughs> i'm enjoying this i just know we're at switch yards it's a high demand room i didn't know I, no i think people are good but i think we people are probably tired of my voice by now you, you nailed it you nailed <laughs> thank it you. thank you cool. so much for your time awesome no thank you right. is manu manu yeah manu mm -hmm. Muraro. Yes. Or Moraro. Muraro. Muraro. Oh, look at you. Hablo un poco español. Oh, there you go. Uh, but uh, no Portuguese. I know. It's fine. Same pronunciation. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for being a hot breath. We should do a couple of videos, right? Pictures, right? Yeah, let's do it. Well, there you go, hot breath of verse. You now have the tools. Thank you so much, Manu, for all your information. Please go check out everything she has going on. Her website is now up, and it is awesome. And follow her on social media, at your social team. It is really my favorite account to follow. She's always posting cool photos, cool tips. I, I've learned so much. And you guys can see, I'm interesting to see just in how my account has changed just since I interviewed her like a week ago. You can already see I'm starting to incorporate the time lapse and the different photo angles and things like that. It's And it really does make a difference. The engagement has gone up. I'm trying to be funnier 
on uh, my Joel Byers comedy account. That's an interesting idea, but it really all has been so beneficial. And it is social media seems to be one of these things that is it's just putting in the practice and then you find the success from that practice and it's just finding what works for you. So I highly encourage you and I hope you feel inspired to really take what you've learned from this interview and apply it to yourself. So what was your favorite jolment, if you will? What moment did you enjoy the most? Hit me up on social media at Joel Byers Comedy or at Hot Breath Pod. I would love, love, love to hear from you. It really does let me know that this is reaching beyond your ears when you actually reach out on social media and say, hey, great episode, or hey, my favorite part was this. Really, even just a simple thumbs up really does make a difference and really helps keep me, keep me, the juices flowing, you know. So thank you so much for tuning in today and taking that time. Hopefully, I will see you this Wednesday July 12th, if you're listening to this by then, for my six-year anniversary at the Java Monkey Indicator. It's a weekly show I do every Wednesday. I've been hosting for almost six years now, and it's super, super exciting. I love the changes we're making. You can see I'm starting to shift from just straight comedy-oriented to now just what can we learn from these people and what can we learn from their expertise in their specific field. So if there's somebody that sticks out to you that you think would be a good candidate... I'm all ears. Hit me up on social media. Go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. There's a link to contact me on there. There's also a link to my comedy class if you're interested in that. There's a link to the podcast page where you can go and look at over 90 other hot breath episodes we have on here. But this has really been very awesome and very positive. I really truly appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today, wherever this episode found you. So I won't let this outro drag on. I know you're busy and value your time, and I value it as well. So thank you so much to Amon Garner, my engineer. He's the guy that keeps these sounding crystal clear. Of course, Comedy Artwork made all my logos. If you guys are interested in getting some done for yourself, he's your guy. And of course, my wife. Of course. She made the theme song for this. She, she made me. Really, if we're going to keep it all the way 100. Oh, oh. But it really is true. If you if you listen to my interview I did on Epic Briefs podcast, you'll hear a lot more detail about how she's affected my whole daily routine and how she's helped me get organized and just stay inspired. She's a she's a beautiful woman and this is a beautiful moment I am now killing with comedic laughter. <laughs> So anyway, I think I've thanked you a solid amount. Uh, I will say you're welcome as well, just for providing this awesome interview. And there's so many others I encourage you to go check out. But we release these every single Monday. So until next Monday, I'll see you right here on Hot Breath. That was great. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. I don't, I always feel it's a little disorganized because I get excited and I start just kind of taking oh, segues, but I think it's fine. That's why I want people to just learn. All my mm-hmm. interviews, I research people. Okay, And I cool. want like these interviews to this be is amazing. educational and entertaining.